Man, I tell you, Rex, it's just never a dull moment in high school football around here, right? You would think you would find normalcy towards the middle of the season? No. Nope. Madness is our midseason form, and I'm exactly. so excited. Exactly. It's just chaos is the order of the day around here. We'll dive into it. It's week six of the Prep Zone Preview, and it's coming your way next. When the final buzzer sounds, the game is over, but their story isn't. Time to hang out on the sidelines and learn the real stories of these sports icons. Welcome to the On Your Sidelines podcast with the News 3 sports team. What's up and what's good, everybody? Welcome to week six of the Prep Zone Preview presented by Ken Nugent and Rex. My goodness, week five did not disappoint. Absolutely not. Can't wait for what we have in store for week six, but I can't believe the football season is flying by like yeah, We're almost at the halfway point already. I love it, man. Let's get this to talking about this nuts. week. Five. So let's talk about week six. We'll start only one Thursday night game, and it's not in Columbus. Right. The Carver Tigers back from their bye week. They're going on the road to Hateville Charter. This is a get-right game for Carver after losing to Northeast a couple weeks ago. Man, I, I didn't expect the Carver to show up in that kind of fashion against Northeast, losing 26-8. to eight. Yeah, it's one of those things that we, we definitely expected a lot of firepower, and there are always high expectations on the, for the school on the hill. Yep. But sometimes reality smacks you in the mouth. I mean – Ask any college football team that's going through it right now. But I think what's really good is that Carver had a chance to realize, like, okay, now we need to refocus because, yeah, we're in a different, we're not in Class 4A anymore, and maybe Class 3A is a little different. It's a different monster here now. So now we have to go on the road. Hayville Charter is a team, um, from what we saw online, 0-4 so far. So this is a team that has nothing to lose. And I would argue that's some of the most dangerous opponents you could have. And you're at their house. So and this is a school that has prestige that has been oh, to, yes. to the mountaintop before. So it's not like, you know, oh, this is just going to be a pushover. Like this is a team that you don't want to underestimate by any stretch of the imagination. But like I said, I think this is a get right game for Carver. An opportunity to you had a week to kind of go over the things that went wrong against exactly. Northeast and kind of fix them and get yourself ready for the region season. Hey, there's a good test Absolutely. heading into that region season. And I honestly think that this could be a good turnaround time for Carver. And I think the bye week comes in at a perfect time because now you're also going to get right into the thick of it with region play. And you can't afford to slip up at this point. Now everyone has a lot of film on you. Uh, we saw that Carver was kind of a second-half team to start things out. I mean, I would be there for the first two quarters, and then they explode for 30 points. Is there a way to make that more consistent? Is there a way to, to get off the starting blocks a little bit faster? We'll see because a team like Hayville, as you mentioned, it's a, it's a school and a program around the state that's known for deep playoff runs and championship runs. That's the expectation there. So we'll see both of these teams, though. I think they could start the revitalization of their season starting this uh, this Thursday. Exactly. It's a good it's a good start, a restarting point, if you, can, if you will. Now, I am really intrigued by this mm. next matchup, Rex. Northside hitting the road to Albany to face a always dangerous Westover right. team. And we've seen what Northside's been capable of. Oh, yeah. Only one loss so far on the season. That was a, a really talented LaGrange team. We'll talk about them in a little bit. And, man... Malachi Hosley is just something different. Every week we, you know, we make the jokes that, oh, he's Mr. Everything, but he shows out. And now what's also crazy, though, is that you have other team, other other teammates on that Northside team that are proving that, yes, Malachi is a headliner, but the supporting cast is mm -hmm. just as ready. And I think that's a result of Malachi and the coaching staff holding everyone to a very, very high standard. I'm really excited to how far this team can go. 
again, we've always seen the potential there at Northside, but now they're really hitting their stride. Really excited to see where they're at because Northside around this time last year was floating around 500. No, they look like a dominant force and ready to make some noise in the state. Exactly. They looked really good against Sumter County last week and just in be able to do it in many different ways. They could do it through the air. They could do it through the ground. They could do it not just through Malachi, who right. had an incredible touchdown last week, but they could do it through other guys as well. And I think that's the most important thing. You'll see defenses try to key in on Malachi. So to, for the supporting cast to be able to come come through as well, that's big for Northside, and that's going to be a big dictator of how far they'll go this year. I'm really interested. Westover's always got good teams. Always, yeah. Always got tough teams. So I really think having to go down to Albany is not a region game, but having to go down to Albany is going to be a little a test for the Patriots to see if they can go do it on the road against a really good team. And it's one of those things that maybe this is a game that can prepare you for a playoff run because people love their football down there. And Westover is one of those programs that always shows out, always has great support. If they can, if this, I, I think if this is a team that can find a balance, a real balance in their offense, rather than just relying on what Malachi can do. I mean, yeah, you can, a screen pass to Malachi Hosley is technically a pass, but if you can get those deep threats going vertically, That'll, that opens up everything for Malachi. And mm-hmm. now you just become an absolute tidal wave of offense with a defense there to support it. This Westover game could be a really good litmus test to see how they do for the rest of the way. Absolutely. Now, Rex, we had two top 10 matchups in Troop County last week. Of course we did. The two losers of those games yep. are facing each other this week. So someone needs to get back right, and they're hungry for it. LaGrange against Whitewater. Yep. LaGrange fell by one point against Stars Mill. Whitewater fell by 10 against Troop County. Mm-hmm. So we saw both of these teams look incredible last oh, week, even yeah. in losing efforts. It, it goes to show you what I've been saying all year. This region is nuts. Yep, and, and I think what's also really impressive is that LaGrange and Troop County are showing that they can keep up. So LaGrange is one of the most explosive teams you can ever see on a football field. I love their, what Jack has been high on them uh, this whole season. I'm here to back them up on it. But, you know, that offense – Full of dogs. That defense, Whitewater runs a very unique offense, whether it be snap or under center, but it, it, it does force people to adjust very quickly. And, you know, credit to them. They had they had a couple running backs who had a great, great time um, at, at Callaway Stadium. But LaGrange is the team that won't go away. To push any team to overtime, especially in this region, that's going to be – that's hard. Now, I think LaGrange has the talent to overcome what they're going to see at Stars Mill – I mean, not Stars Mill, at Whitewater – but it was a couple mistakes. It's one of those one or two plays that'll give you, that'll give the other team the edge, and that's all they need. Losing by one point to this squad, man, they're gonna. And be it hungry. was it was only because they went for two in overtime. And that's it. I mean, come on now. It's <laughs> credit to credit to Stars Mill and the Pan, Stars Mill Panthers for rolling the dice. It paid off. But Lagrange is a team like I don't think this is a team. If they lose once this season, they're gonna fold. This is a team that will not fold for any of those quarters. Exactly. If you beat them, you have to earn it. Exactly, and they had to earn it. Uh-huh. And we're talking about a Whitewater team that jumped out to a big lead against Troop County, and Troop County had to come back and had to turn mm-hmm. it on. And, you know, so this Whitewater team is just as dangerous. Yep, and I think, you know, Tail Todd's going to be a problem for anybody. It's just no, there's no rest for the wicked in this region. Well, absolutely not. And then you look at Jalen and all them boys over Lagrange. They're they may not be Tail, but they're just as explosive and just as good. And Jalen will run over anybody. Listen, Jalen Brown's a problem. Yep. AJ Tucker's a problem. Yes. Matt Johnson's a problem. Yes. Malachi Fan and Render is a problem. Malachi, the the flaw firm of Malachi Fan and Render is one of the best running backs we have in this. He's a smaller guy, more of a shifty guy. He looks like and feels I like... I told you he reminds me of Darren Sproles. Well, he Darren Sproles, but he runs like he's Derrick Henry. Like, exactly. he will willingly take on contact, and it's fantastic to see. 
Like, it, it, once again, just another banger from this region. Can't wait for it. And then... It's a region, too, though. Like, if you lose, if you start losing back-to-back games, you could find yourself falling behind really, really quickly. Exactly. And must, that's the crazy thing. The the cliche of must-win, it kind of applies to this region for sure. Absolutely. A must-win game for both of those teams. Yep. Now, we talked about the two losers. Right. The two winners are facing hey. each other this week. <laughs> Troop County going on the road to face Stars Mill. Right. And we saw what Teo Todd... The show that he put on last yeah, week. That Teo Todd experience is special, man. Mm-hmm. It, and it's one of those things that you're, you're seeing him evolve in his game to where he doesn't have to do everything all the time. This is the point in the program where I like to remind everybody yeah. he's just a junior. Enjoy game planning against that for at least one more year. And he's healthy. So I think he's learning to take risks. He's learning how to do everything. And the play calling, they have a new offensive coordinator down there, uh, a his name is escaping right now, but Tanner Glisson and that offense and what they're doing right now is it's just more efficient and more smooth. As we spoke with the offensive coordinator early this, this season, and he mentioned that Teo is the perfect quarterback for his system. He wants to have a mobile guy, more of a running back with an arm, exactly what Teo is. Yep. So, but Quay Birdsong is another, like he's a, he's a top three play contender every single week. Quay Moss too. Quay Moss is over there doing things too. That defense though, I think this is going to be a test of their discipline. With Stars Mill, because they did some stuff that was a little tricky. They like to run the ball a lot. But, you know, that's where your discipline and your, your tenacity has to come in. Absolutely. And we're talking about facing a white, I mean, facing a Stars Mill team who, like we just said, took LaGrange to the limit, get the overtime win yep. on the road. Now Troop County's got to go to their place. It's not Different gonna animal. Be, it's not going to be an easy win. We're talking about number four and five in Class 5A going at it. Top five matchup in the middle of the season and who knows? Most likely they'll run into each other in the postseason. This will yeah, be great. At, at the rate we're going, like it's an it's a, it's an up. Like I have no idea what's gonna happen in the playoffs. You know, it, it, like I said, I've been saying everything about this region yeah. all year long, and mm-hmm. it's already paying dividends. A hundred percent. Like we got two incredible games last week, and I'm thinking we're gonna get two more this week. And I think again. As you mentioned, this is the time if LaGrange and Troop want to prove that they can go to Atlanta or be contenders for Atlanta, this is the road you have to to endure. Exactly. But I I think that regardless of who comes out of this region, they're going to be contenders for state championships. It'll be absolutely amazing to see what they do once that calendar turns to the playoffs. Absolutely. And we'll stay in Troop County. We're talking about the Callaway Cavaliers fresh off of their win in the Putwood Classic a couple Mm -hmm. weeks ago. We told you not to hit the panic button. Right. Now they enter region play. Yep. Got a tough test going against Redan. And, man, this Callaway team, you know, we've heard that they're young. Yeah. They just need time. And I'm glad that they got a lot of the bumps in the road early on because mm-hmm. there is something to be said. If you go undefeated in a non-region schedule, is that good confidence or is it too confident? Yeah. Because you could beat up on some of the lesser teams in, the, uh, in your area. That does nothing for you as you get into region. But and the you, go, you go face Opelika and push Tough. them to the limit. Right. You go face Cedartown, who's the number one team in 4A. Right. We just talked about for Class 4A. And then you face Hurd County, who's always dangerous in 2A. And in a rivalry game to kick off region play. So this team, for as young as they are, are battle-tested. So Demetrius... Co- Deshaun Coleman. Deshaun Coleman, thank you. Deshaun Coleman has has got his wounds now. He's got his scars now. And now Deshaun can be able to lead the teams in those adverse situations, which, as a quarterback, you need that. Deshaun, like his brother, has great mobility, but doesn't rely on his legs all the time. 
incredibly accurate, great offense. They're they're doing some fun things there with the Cavaliers team again. And I think that's for them. Once they find their joy, compare that with their tenacity and their, their competitiveness, Callaway can be their own worst enemy. But because they're young, they just you don't know what you don't know. Exactly. So best thing about sophomores and freshmen, they become juniors and seniors mm-hmm. eventually. So. And they learn. And they learn a lot. And when you play teams like the ones I just mentioned, you learn quickly. And I think Pete Wiggins is the, the right leader for that team. Like, look, this is this is going to happen. We have a mm-hmm. young team. This is going to happen. It is what it is. And now we, we move forward. And I think they're armed well for a good competitive region yet again. Absolutely. So can't wait for that one. Let's go down to class 1A. Yep. And we got some battles here. We'll start with Slide County, who's back on track after having a you know a bump in the road, couple sure. losses. They're facing Macon County. That's a mm-hmm. big region matchup. Anytime you line up against Macon County, it's a big time matchup, and eyes around the state are going to be against that. Exactly, and we're talking about a Slide County team that was ranked number one at one right. point this year, and you know they faced a couple of tough teams facing Early County, who was a top ten team, still in the top ten, and then facing Bluffley County, who's a top ten two A team, right. And, you know, coming up short, just short in both of those games, you know, to be able to kind of – they got a bounce back week last week, a, a big win over Central Talbotton. Now you go back into the gauntlet facing a good Macon County team. Rex, we've seen so much from Jay Cannizzaro and Lewis Solomon and right. Zayden Walker. You know, seems like the guys are getting back healthy at this point. That is what you need, especially. Jay, Jay is the leader of an offense that is, you know, very fast, very – at times flashy. But sometimes you got to win ugly. It does, as you say all the time, no one said it had to be pretty. If you can win this game and it's 10 to 12 and it was just incompletions and a whole bunch of running plays, your uniform's all dirty, who cares? W's make everything look good. Mm -hmm. And that's what I like about this team is heading into this. Darren Alford is a guy who is always so focused and like, hey, you you gotta have tunnel vision when it comes to this stuff, man. You gotta have it and especially turn the noise off. Sly County is a team, once they find that identity again, they'll spread you out. They'll have defenses that cause chaos. And, Jay, I one of the most explosive quarterbacks we have in the area. I know that he plays in 1A people, but he's a guy who can light up the scoreboard. When Once that Sly County offense is rolling, they mm-hmm. look pretty doggone unstoppable. Absolutely. And that Sly County offense we've seen, we, we saw a lot last year, and we've seen flashes of it this year, can be very, very lethal. So that's going to be something to keep an eye on. Another showdown in Class 1A, Manchester hitting the road to face Chatco. Wow. Both of these teams are coming off of monumental wins last week. Man, um, Manchester winning 54-3 to over Marion County. Chatco putting 61 on Taylor County last week. And and the week before that, Chatco took a Class 4A team to the woodshed. Yep. So. Chaco and what they're doing down there, and you can't help but be impressed every single week, right? Is that you thought that they were going to miss you? That they might miss a beat, right? You know, you, switching coaches from Pierre Coffey to Ryan McKenzie. There's a lull to be expected, but credit to Ryan McKenzie what he's doing, and you know, speaking with his staff, that's a staff that loves their team and that a team that they can buy into. You see it on social media, and you can see it through the school's uh, Facebook and website all there. This is a team that's completely bought into what Ryan McKenzie is doing. Mm -hmm. And credit to him to what he's doing. This, I think, sneaky game. If we have a game of the week, which we'll get to, but a contender for game of the week, for those those of us who pay attention at every level of high school football. Manchester, though. Wow, the fighting Cody Nichols keep keep doing things. Listen, they just keep winning. And now, when you go to an environment like Casita, where... You know, literally, the community shows out. This is going to be fun. This is going to be one of the fun. I love Class 1A just because you can have crazy environments like this. But who knows what happens? This could. This is a region matchup, right? Yes. So 
when it comes to postseason standings, these these two obviously are going to be talked about. It helps. I know in the grand scheme of things, it really doesn't matter in the playoffs, but it helps uh, morale-wise, mentality-wise, to get a look like this against a, an, an opponent that you know you could see down the line. Absolutely. Would not be surprised if it was, what, a second or third round matchup, depending on how the brackets fall. Yeah, these two teams, I feel, are destined for November. I'm so excited. So I can't wait to see the highlights of this mm-hmm. one. And then we go down to the GIAA, Brookstone, Back at home, coming off of a huge win last week against Mount Zion, facing Stratford Academy, who's coming off a loss to Pacelli last week. If you wondered if Brookstone was legit and Rance Gillespie's system is working, they literally took Mount Zion on and the basically the freight train they looked like and threw them off the off the tracks. That was outstanding. Walter Blanchard, we'll talk more about you later. But my goodness, what a play that was. You you're seeing a team very different from Brookstone teams in the past. This is the team that likes to spread it out, likes to be aggressive, likes to be flashy. They're balanced. They're balanced and they're confident. And they got it. You are at that game. They got a swag about them. Exactly. It's different. Mount Zion was a team that was very efficient and just depends on running you into the ground. That does not happen against this Brookstone team. You couldn't run it. You couldn't run against them. So like you could they could not run the ball against Brookstone. And that was the surprising thing. You see Mount Zion around here for years. Right. And, you know, they pride themselves on their running game. And they could not run it. And once they took that running game away from them, it was over. And just I think this is what I was thinking of. Dimitri Flowers has been doing an incredible job as a senior running back for them. Kind of a cowbell for them. They, they need to be balanced, and he's a big reason for that balance. Absolutely. So, really, like, shout out to... Mind if I just do it right now? Go for it. Walter Blanchard, congratulations on being that performance of the week. His his catch that you caught very well went, you know, went viral. Recruit Georgia and a bunch of other online websites are still talking about it as being the number one play. It was the number one play for us. I, I, again, I love how people are interacting with us, depending on what the order should be. Jack and I yell at ESPN's top 10 every single time. But that catch kind Which, of— Which, by the way, this catch should have been on there. You know, high ESPN. But at the same time, this catch is, for me— Looking, having a couple days to digest it, it really is kind of a flashpoint of like, this is new Brookstone football, and this is what we're bringing to the table. Good luck. Brucelli Jug is a couple weeks away. I'm it's excited. It's going to be That's going to be October lit. 7th. Can't wait. Let's go. Cannot wait for that game. And this is a, a no. Pacelli knocked off Stratford last week, 21-7. Right. to 7. I think this is another game that Brookstone should, you know, the rate they're playing it should be a no-doubter for Brookstone. And I want to see if Pacelli and Brookstone, I know that you can't really pay attention to, you can't scoreboard watch, you can't Twitter score watch, you can watch the prep zone though. Yes. But, you know, Pacelli and Brookstone are kind of on this parallel course right now where they're beating people who they're supposed to beat in different ways and they, because they both play different games. Mm-hmm. I just want to see what happens when they finally meet on the field for the first time. Couple more weeks. Couple Cannot more. wait. Let's do it. Cannot wait. Let's go over to Alabama. Which, by the way, another lit block of games. Once again, just no dull moments around here nope. nowadays. Plenty, so, plenty of Mio energy going around the office. Exactly. We'll start with the Auburn Tigers coming off a huge 58-7 win over uh, Lee Montgomery last week. Yeah. You were there, Rex, and it just seemed like those boys were on another level. They're on another level at every level of their game as well. I mean, look, the people may say what they want to say about a two-quarterback system, but Clyde Pittman and Davis Harson. They have full command of this offense. They have guys like D.V. Williams, who, if you're in another uniform, he will not hesitate to run you over. That defense, Just ask Lee Montgomery. Absolutely. And then with their defense, what would really impress me, Lee Montgomery comes out on their first drive, and they're getting five yards, seven yards, four yards, five yards, six yards. I'm like, well, this is interesting because, yeah, you can move on Auburn's defense, but they're kind of a bend-don't-break. And then they shut everything down. 
scoop and score for them, an 84-yard scoop and score. And I was just like, okay, now that was it. That was the light to to for the stick it's of dynamite. Over. Ball, thanks for coming out, guys. And through the air, Davis and Clyde can put that thing on a dime. DV Williams is the engine behind that running game. This proved. Yeah, they're the number one, technically, but this was a game to, like, I get that Lee Montgomery might be going through their own struggles right now, but we're going to play our game. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, that means we're going to hang 50 on you. Yep, 58 so, in this case. 58 on this case. So, Auburn High playing playing in the shadows of the Opelikas and Central in the beginning of the season. Now, as we head towards the middle of it. They're standing out. They're standing out, and it's a system that's going to work. And honestly... Again, we were excited for the Brew Jelly Jug. I'm excited for what the heck's going to happen when Auburn and Central finally lock horns. Auburn Central, Auburn Opelika, still to come. Top 10 matchups all the way down the line. So Still to come. going to be exciting. Can't wait for those. Speaking of Opelika, yeah. this is a get-right game for them. They're facing Theodore. A heartbreaker in, in Prattville last week. You know, falling in overtime 24-21. to They went for it on fourth and goal and yeah. did not get it. And then um, Prattville kicked a field goal to win it. So you come off the high of knocking off Central, right? And in then, overtime, in overtime, and then you get—it's kind of like a reality check. So Jack and I have in the in the in our uh, sports department, especially since with college football, we do the show to kind of let you guys in and kind of just talk about uh, high school football because in this area we believe that it's a situation where it deserves it. There are times where the sports gods remind us that we know nothing. Yep. Absolutely nothing. Mm -hmm. Prattville has been a team, and I spoke to Coach Speakman about this, Jack. The, Prattville was a team that has been the result of an upset multiple times already this season. And I told him, like, is this a team that you have to worry about? Like, absolutely. This is a team that has a lot of pride in their program. Um, and we got to remember, before the Smith Station game, they oh, yeah. were a top 10 team. They were a top 10 team. Smith Station, they're going to hang their hat up, you know, all you know, all, as they should. Hang as their hat they on should. That. That's a signature win for them. That's going to leave a really bad taste in your mouth. And now to go welcome a top five team to your home in front of your fans who've already had their hearts broken, and I'm sure all the, the players are just doggone tired of all of it, you take Opelika to the limit. So what we have learned about Class 7A football in Alabama, it Region is 2, 7A, wide open. We know open. nothing. We know absolutely nothing. That's why they play the games. Mm -hmm. So Opelika, though, this is the team that... You might as well not ask me for a prediction the rest of the year. Yeah, no, they just flip a coin. <laughs> exactly. You have a better chance at that point. <laughs> exactly. So I, I think this is, as you mentioned, get-right games for Opelika are always really dangerous. And this is going to be a team that's going to be locked in. And yeah, maybe we belabored the, the conversation about Central, but you, you have every right to enjoy that moment. Coach Speakman and his staff now have a point like, you cannot enjoy wins for too long. Mm -hmm. Prattville took you to the limit and won. You do that against, they have Theodore? They have Theodore this week, who is no slouch. So if you want to slack, you want to slack against Theodore, that's your own issue. So don't. And yeah. at this point, it's going to be really exciting. They're also at home, so a lot of really good football between that Auburn-Opelika area. Uh-huh. Yeah, no doubt. It's, now, let's keep it in Alabama. Yeah. We got a Huge matchup for both of these teams. Russell County facing Valley right. up in Valley this week. And, you know, speaking of get right, Russell County, you know, a lot of people had a lot of high hopes for oh, them. Yeah. Slow start, one and three. You know, trying to, you know, get on track. Right. And, you know, a win against Valley would help because Valley has been strong coming out the gate. A passing Valley Rams, too. <laughs> it's weird. It's really weird. Russell County, I think you're, you hit it right on the head. The high expectations. Coach Griggs was telling his players, like, I'm not asking you to be ordinary. I'm asking you to be extraordinary. Never said it was going to be easy. Never said that it was going to be uh, handed to you. Mm -hmm. Last season, yeah, you snuck up on a lot of people. Dylan Griggs, a first-time head coach. The thing is, people get filmed. Yep. And the thing is, coaches 
prepare for that film and they can shut down tendencies once executed properly. The challenge now is people know who Russell County is. So what? Go show them who they are again. Yep. With Valley, it's another situation where you've seen it against Lynette. Lynette has dominated that that high that highway rivalry for a while, but Valley is coming out swinging this year. For you, what has been the most impressive thing about Valley for the few times you've seen them? I, it's been the passing game. The passing game is that you know the forward for, pass. It's a beautiful for, thing. For so many years, we saw Valley and they were you know run the ball. Okay. That is how they make their role. This is how like, we make our money. Like, you know, passing it on third down if you got to. Okay. You know. So third and long, you're like, all right. But it's not it's not like that anymore. Wow. You know, they can, they can spread it out. They can go make moves downfield. They, you know, I saw, I've already seen them against a tough team because I saw them play Beauregard. Right. And, that was, and you know, they battled back with them. But, you know, to be able to go into Lynette and get a win, that's huge. Now you got to defend home turf against a Russell County team that's looking for that when to get on track. Right. And, you know, and this is a big game for both teams. Okay. You know, we're talking about a Valley team who they're trying to continue their momentum going into the in the um, region play. I think this is a region game. I think so, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Classic set. Yeah, I think yeah. so. Yeah. So, most definitely a big game for both teams. You know, I would venture to say it's almost, it's definitely a must win for Russell County. I venture to say it for Valley too. We mentioned that, uh, you know, this is kind of a must win for Carver and Havel charter. This could, this has the same temperature as that. Mm-hmm. We're like, all right, guys, look, we, we got, we got to this point. This is the fork in the road. We can either go one way or the other, yep. but fight like all, like all get out to make sure you get back on track. And it's a signature win. It can be a signature win for people. Absolutely. So let's take you down to the AISA, uh-huh. the Glenwood Gators, uh-huh. trying to battle back off of a off a loss to Lee Scott. Yep, they've got to go on the road to make an East. Not and easy, not easy. And we're talking about a Glenwood team that put up a fight against Lee Scott last week. Right. And we're talking about a team under Ryan Nelson, first year head coach, who has shown signs of what they are trying to become. Right. The, the consistency is just not there yet. And that's that's tough. I mean, you're bringing in a new culture. That's going to happen. But uh, not to take anything away from what Lee Scott is doing. Lee Scott Academy has become the absolute truth, which I think you and I both predicted once Buster Daniel got there was going to happen anyway. Exactly. So Lee Scott football, they're undefeated 4-0, I believe, on the year. Mm-hmm. Again, shout out to Kevin Robo, who got an amazing postgame interview. And Buster was right. Like, look, I can't worry about that right now. We just got to play LSA football and with some sweet jerseys this year. But it's one of those things that they, they're going to be that team, while sounding stereotypical, is going to be week by week, quarter by quarter, play by play. Yep. And it's resulted in, ten, I keep using this word just because we keep seeing it, the tenacity that they have, the absolute ferociousness that they play with. Look, Glenwood has guys. They have dudes. Dallas Clark is a good quarterback. Dallas Crow. Crow, thank you. Dallas Crow is a good quarterback. So when you have weapons like that around you, you got to step up or step aside. And they did. They stepped up. I think Lee Scott is, is currently... One of my early favorites to be in Montgomery and to win it all. So absolutely, and I think Glenwood can be there. Yeah, Macon East is going to put up a test now. Exactly, this is a good test. I love these later matchups where you see the Georgia and Alabama private schools kind of go. Well, you know, Georgia and Alabama schools going against each other at this level. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can't wait for this one. Glenwood, an opportunity, to, uh, another get right game. Yeah, but I think Glenwood's got an opportunity if they keep going on the trajectory that they're going. Find that consistency. Yeah, they find that consistency. They'll be a problem in the playoffs as well. Excited to see what happens. Now, Rex, yeah. our prep zone game of the week. Ha! <laughs> And it's rare when our prep zone game of the week is a national game of the week. Very much so. But this is a team in Central that they've had guys who are recognized nationally. And 
the humble IMG Academy comes to town. So if you like college recruiting, you're going to love this game. Mm-hmm. ESPN puts a top 300 list. Yeah, that, isn't that, there 12 in this game? 12 of them are in this game. So three for Central, nine for IMG. Um, IMG is going to, again, quickly learn that Central is not Bishop Sycamore. I know no. jo- we're going to drive that joke into the ground. I'm sorry. but Yeah, I mean, sorry. But, hey, you, you did it to yourselves. Um, uh, but when it comes to Central, I think this is a team that, for a long time, they, you know, the work has been put in, but you need, sometimes reality hits you and it's, you know, you lost, you lost to Opelika. That's a team that's no slouch anymore. Central can get back quickly though. Mm-hmm. We, with the amount of talent that they have, that team can bounce back in a quick, quick, fast. And, and, we, and we saw it on Saturday when they faced off with Jeff Davis, <sighs> like it was Boy, 20, saw... 21, nothing at the end of the first quarter. And what did you see? You saw an angry central team, didn't you? It, it was a central team that was playing just on another level. Like, I know it's Jeff Davis, and I know Jeff Davis isn't exactly the greatest team on earth. Right. But, you know, this was a central team that was executing at a high level. And when you have weapons like that, again, Carmelo English is still a four-star wideout. When you have Jalen Epps doing it not only with his arm but with his legs. Right. And then you have, you know, he's finding Carmelo in the end zone for a touchdown. Have- and then you had, even had the future. You had Max Johnson running touchdowns so last week. There's athletes everywhere. Jet Wiley, Carmelo is kind of the headliner of that wideout core. Jet Wiley is another tall wideout. Mm-hmm. They have tall weapons everywhere. Defensively, I mean, T.J. Parker is a, another four-star, and we're interested to see where he'll go. And kind of the cream of the crop for Georgia recruiting, A.J. Harris is roaming the backfield. And that's a kid, I swear, he had an interception against Enterprise. He His vertical, his feet were like where at his teammate's shoulders were. Yep. A little bit of an exaggeration, but he not got, really. He he picked it out of the sky, and so AJ is a smart defensive player. Tamarion is going to bring the pressure on the on the line. This will be their biggest test, I mm-hmm. think, hands down. But I think this is a test that gets you ready for the Auburns to open the what they've already faced over like right. But potentially having to face them again, or even Thompson when it comes down to mm-hmm. a potential like Thompson or Hoover. Like again, if you can go toe to toe, which I think they can against IMG Academy. The Ascenders, this program, for those of you who, who may not know what IMG Academy is, it's a factory. You send yes. your child there to go Division One. Like it sport. is a sports factory. That, that's what they do. You pay tuition to get trained by the best, to get some really good coaching, and to become elite. That's what IMG Academy is. Mm-hmm. And people have said it perfectly. So they're basically playing an all-star team. Yeah, but the all-star team, they all live together. They all practice together. And I would not be surprised if you look down that roster, top to bottom, and didn't find anything less than a four-star. Yep. That, and that's a, out of five people. So you have guys who will be going to Power Five. You have guys who will be going to big programs. For example, Nolan Smith. Yeah. Went to Calvary Day in Savannah. Was good enough to get to IMG Academy. And how was how he fitting in with the Georgia Bulldogs? Mighty fine. So guys like Nolan Smith come from IMG Academy. John Reese Pumley went to IMG. John Rice. John Rice, thank you. John Rice went to IMG Academy. These are guys. These are dudes. But because, just because of that, you still got to snap the ball. Make sure the helmet's on tight, and let's see what happens after four quarters. Garrett Harrison's team is going to be absolutely crazy. Yeah, it's going to be nuts, and ESPN's coming to town, too. ESPN's going to come to town, so it is an early kickoff at 6 p.m. Eastern. Yes. Um, but at the same time, we saw what IMG did against Auburn High last year. Exactly, and we saw the Auburn team give them everything they wanted. Auburn led in the second half of that game. And Central beat that Auburn team. Again, a little bit of, little bit of controversy with some calls, but I think if you think that you can just – you know, Auburn is a good representation of high school football at that level. You put Central because IMG respects you and they want to bring their talents to you. Mm-hmm. So, we'll see. It has every makings of a heavyweight fight. IMG Academy has also lost a game this year, which is kind of a shocker. I wouldn't be surprised. If Central goes to the fourth quarter up by a small margin, 
I would not be surprised if they can win this game. I absolutely, absolutely. think, again, I have not seen a lot of IMG film. There's a lot of really good players over there. We have seen a lot of Central film, at least the games. We know how talented Central is. And I think, but this is a game where you cannot afford to make any mistakes. Exactly. You have to be on your A game. You have to be on your A game. 7 nothing can turn into 28 nothing quick, fast, and in a hurry. Yep. So so be on it. Anyway, speaking of on it, yeah. Rex, you'll be on it. Yes, on, sir. On Friday, we will be live at Garrett Harrison Stadium to preview this game. Uh-huh. At News 3 at 5 and News 3, 3 at 5.30. 30. Yes, that so. is five and five thirty Eastern. Really exciting to see our coverage expand, and you know we got a new show. Why not? This is one heck of a game to have a, a game of the week preview on. So. Exactly. So that's where you'll find Rex doing the um, coverage for those for that game, and of course Prep Zone eleven fifteen ten fifteen Central. We will have you covered all across the Chattahoochee Valley with all the scores and highlights from around the valley. So Rex, any final thoughts? Nah, we just talked to popcorn, y'all. Shout out to Walter Blanchard being our performance of the week. Excellent, excellent game against Brookstone. Jack, this season's only going to get nuttier. You realize yeah. that, right? Uh, no, I'm fully aware. <laughs> and, and we know nothing. We know absolutely nothing. And expect anything. Not at all, guys. Let's wrap this thing up, though, Jack. Exactly. That's going to do it for this episode of the Prep Zone Preview presented by Ken Nugent. Rex, where can the people find us? Guys, thank you so much for joining us. WRBL.com is where you find the Prep Zone Preview going live. But you also check out the episodes of the Prep Zone Preview Spotify, iHeart, and, of course, Apple Podcasts, wherever you find them. Be sure to tune in. We do this thing every week for you to get you ready. And from what we observe, Jack, we are also pretty active on that whole social media thing. Kind of, sort of. You can find us on Twitter. I am at TV. Rex is at Rex Castillo TV. You can follow us on Facebook as well. WRBL Jack Patterson, WRBL Rex Castillo. Don't forget to follow those WRBL sports accounts as well. At WRBL Sports on Twitter, WRBL News 3 Sports on Facebook. Rex, take us home. Let's get ready for another week of popcorn-ready football, y'all. Get all the popcorn ready. Can't wait to see what will happen on the prep zone. Um, of course, Jack Patterson and myself will be accompanying you along on uh, News 3 at 11 p.m. on Friday night. Check out all those highlights, and we'll keep you updated on how things go on Friday. We'll see you later.